Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Pixie Grace. Um, She is a coach and I'm pretty excited. We connected randomly on Facebook. Didn't you reach out to me on Facebook? Is that how we met originally? It might have been, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's always always fun to find random connections around the world. And um, yeah, so she is here today to chat with us. So thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right in. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. Yeah. So my name is Pixie. I am from Southern California. I help entrepreneurs to master their personal branding and their messaging and really create scroll stopping content that stands out to their ideal clients. I've been in business for over six years with a focus on this particular space for the last two and a half years. And I help entrepreneurs to really just break through to the next level by being themselves. So I am passionate about this. I knew I wanted to be on this podcast because I know that this is one of those podcasts that really do discuss making a difference changing things up, doing it your own way. And I knew that this was the kind of energy that I'm always searching for. So I'm so excited to be here, guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that's really, that's that's basically my whole brand is like, you can do whatever the hell you want. Okay. Like you don't have to do what other people tell you. So um, no, it's awesome. That was one of the things that I really liked too. When we first connected, I'm like, oh, okay, we're on the same page. I get it. Um, So share a fun fact about you. What's something random that maybe not everyone knows? Fun fact about me. Oh my God. There's so many random facts about me. So I'll share two. The first one is that I have swam with sharks and that was really fun. It was in Southern California in La Jolla. If you guys know where that's at, it's a beautiful beach right near the border and it's located in San Diego. So I swam with sharks, um, a couple different kinds. And The other fun fact about me is that I used to be a scare actress at a major theme park. So I have performed as a scare actress during Halloween and have, I spent three years doing that, just scaring people, having the best time, really being somebody that is pushing myself to the limits by trying to get people those frights and thrills. So yeah, those are two fun facts about me. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. I do not like to be scared, but I think that it would be fun to scare other people. <laughs> I don't fun. get scared. So I wish I did. Oh, nice. I wish I got scared. Um, it's really, really rare for me to go to one of those events and never get scared. And I wish I did because it looks fun. But scaring people, that is it's an incredibly fun experience. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I'm a uh... I'm super jumpy. So I'm, I don't like haunted houses. I don't like doing any of that kind of stuff. Um, I was just telling someone the other day, I did one, we have like a, a theme park and during Halloween they do, they call it Scarywood. It's called Silverwood uh, normally. 
and I thought I would be able to do it. So I went and it was terrible. There was like, you know, cause they'd have like zombies crawling around and like monsters and stuff. And then uh, we went through the haunted house. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea, but I legit did the thing. Like there was this guy up on a hill and he like starts up his chainsaw and comes running down the hill towards us. And I le- did the little like run in place, like Scooby-Doo, like, like I ran and play it and then I took out I was so scared I was like this is not a good time I don't know why people do this for fun <laughs> so uh yeah so that's that's the last time I was in a haunted house it was not good <laughs> no it doesn't uh, sound like it. no uh but yeah I think I could scare people so anyway maybe that's my next career um so what tell us about your background how did you end up um on the journey to your own coaching business So I started the journey to my own coaching business when I was 25. And the way that I got here is I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to work for other people anymore. I was so sick of the workplace politics. I was so sick of not making the kind of money I wanted to make. I was sick of being burnt out. I was sick of the overwhelm. I was sick of everything when it came to having a job. And I remember being in this position where at that point in my life, I didn't really like asking people for help. I didn't really like seeking out advice from other people. I was kind of a very like strong-willed person that was just like, I'm going to do my own thing. But I got to the point where I didn't know what to do. And I was in one of those very large women's groups. And I remember going in there and asking, hey, this is my situation and I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm struggling and I feel like I'm lost and I don't know how to like get to where I want to go. And there was this amazing woman that reached out to me and she was doing a coaching program where she needed to have people coached by her for free in order to get the certification. And so she reached out to me and she's like, Hey, do you want to get like some free coaching? And during that experience with her, she taught me the basics of starting a business. She taught me how to start up in the coaching industry. And that was fantastic. I remember initially I wanted to potentially do relationship coaching. I have been in a very successful relationship for a long time. I have a lot of information about relationships. I've done a lot of research, but ultimately I ended up switching gears, doing an entrepreneurial book club. And that was fantastic. It was my first over a thousand dollars I made by myself in business. And I created a lot more success from there. I just started learning how to help people with their own businesses, how to help people with starting up. I did a lot of different things leading up until the point where I am now, where I finally realized that I was fantastic at helping people with messaging personal expression, personal branding, those types of things, and being able to put all that together in a way that really does get people paid. But yeah, the way I started was completely out of the blue. I was just burnt out and I didn't want to keep going the way I was going. I was taught that you had to go to college and have a really successful career. And I didn't go to college and I didn't do well in school. So I thought my only options were really just to have a mediocre job and a mediocre life. And then Maybe when I was in my 60s, I could travel, but I I couldn't make it. I was 25 and already was over it. So mm-hmm. I'm happy that I did find somebody that really gave me that push and that really helped me be able to get to where I wanted to be and give me that kind of sense of direction that I definitely didn't have at that point. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's great. Cause I think, I mean, that's fairly similar to my story too. It just took me a little bit longer to get there as far as like being like, Oh no, I actually don't like corporate life. Uh, and I cannot imagine doing this for another 30 years. Like, um, no hard pass. So, <laughs> uh, basically kind of the same thing. I'm like, I am just going to invent my own job. Um, and see how that goes. But I feel like it's cool the, the like the evolution that happens when you start doing something like that. Like you're saying, you start doing coaching, you're like, oh, maybe these things, like I'm interested in these things. And then once you kind of start doing something, it just sort of works its way out. Like you said, with the, like the messaging and the branding and, and helping people find a more authentic voice um, in the world, which is challenging. So yeah, I like that. I think it's cool. It's always a, I think that's the fun part, but yeah. Um, so how do you feel like hiring a coach can help someone grow their business? I mean, you kind of have a good example for yourself, but, (laughs) um, how do you think it helps to make a difference? It really helps to not have to take as much time to get where you want to go. I think that if you hire the right coach, if you understand really what you need and how to put it out there and how to put it together, it's going to help you a lot more to hire a coach and to spend the money in order to save the time. So really the right coach is going to know how to get you to the next point without you having to spend a lot of time trying to figure it out on your own. The right coach is going to help you really grow and establish yourself. The right coach is going to help you overcome maybe the mindset blocks or the personal barriers. It depends on the coach. It depends on what you need. But I think that within the industry there are so many different types of coaching and there's so many different ways that somebody can be helped by a coach i think that no matter what you're going through there is a coach out there that can definitely help you progress to the next level and really honestly it's about saving that time saving that time saving that energy having the support system having somebody that's able to say hey look i've done this i've been through this i've helped other people who've done this and gone through this i have a track record i have the success behind it and i'm here for you so if somebody's in that position where they can afford to hire a coach absolutely hire a coach find the one that's going to be right for you and make the investment because if you're able to save that time you're going to be able to really progress so much faster and so much further than you could trying to throw something at the wall waiting to save it sticks mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense um well you kind of touched on this too but what's what's kind of the best way to find the right person for you because like you said there's so many different so many different coaches with so many different specialties and backgrounds and experiences and um how do you kind of weed through that to find somebody that's a good fit So the way that I would lead through this to try to find somebody that's a good fit is really go into what is it that you really desire to have right now? What is it that you really need? The one thing that I will say that I've seen a lot of people make a mistake on is people will hire business coaches or they'll hire strategists without having the foundations of their business down. The foundations that you need to have of your business down are the things that I teach, which are mastering your personal branding, mastering your messaging, going into exactly who you're talking to. So when you're in that position and you're wanting to grow your business, you need to have those foundational pieces down. A lot of people can hire the best strategists and the people who know how to create an amazing growth strategy, but without the foundations, you're really not going to have the growth that you should be having working with those people. And it's almost like pouring water into a bucket that's filled with holes. So even though you're doing the work, even though you're trying to make it work, it's going to keep on leaking out. 
And a lot of people end up getting frustrated and they're like, oh, well, coaching doesn't work for me then. Like hiring a coach doesn't work because I tried and I didn't get anywhere. But you need to have that solid foundation so that you do have a bucket that can hold water. It's not filled with holes. It's not going to leak out. It's not going to make it to where it's really hard to gain traction. So I'd say that really, first and foremost, think about where you're at and what you want to accomplish. The second thing is really look into who has gotten their clients these results, who is credible. Try to avoid the FOMO. There's so many coaches out there who their whole business model is based on telling their audience that they need to work with them or they're going to fail or they need to work with them or they're not going to have the success they want or this is the only person that knows how to really get them where they want to go. Really try to avoid people who are pitching those ideas because the truth of the matter is that the people who are really amazing at what they do do not have to tell you that you are going to suck and you're going to fail without them. So think about that. Think about where you're at. Think about what your biggest struggle is. For some people, their biggest struggle is coming up with an idea for business. So think about, okay, who's going to help you with an idea? For some people, it's going to be the mindset and it's going to be getting over imposter syndrome. Although I can tell you that one of the key things that my work does, even though I don't work with imposter syndrome, but a key element that helps get rid of it is actually knowing what you're doing. So most people don't end up feeling like imposters when they know their message, when they know their brand. So I would say just think about where you want to go, what your current struggle is, and really look into the kind of person that you want to be hiring. You don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to have somebody help you get started. There are amazing membership programs. There are amazing people out there who have created these smaller offers that will help you start gaining momentum without having to spend thousands of dollars in order to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of to your point too, as far as like the coaching goes, I think having a really clear idea of what you need help with is super important. Cause I get that sometimes too. Like I've had people be like, Oh, I really need your help. And I'm like, cool. And so we start talking about it and they're still in that like blah, like (laughs) there's just like a million different things and that's not necessarily one of my fortes. So then you know, sometimes I have to be like, Hey, like, I just, I don't know exactly what I could help you with, or it seems like you don't have a super clear idea of what you specifically need right now. Um, and there's people who specialize in that there's people who can help unravel all that stuff. Kind of like where you were at, where you're like, I want to do something else, but I don't know what yet. Um, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have been a good fit at that point, but you found somebody that was able to help you go, Oh, okay. Like, so these are some potential things, um, that I can, that I can do, or this is how I can use my strengths and grow a business from this point. So, um, that's a, that's a good, even if you don't know, knowing that you don't know, and you need someone to help you with that, <laughs> that's still, yeah. uh, that's a different kind of specialty and technique than like, again, like, why is it like what I do? Um, which is more the consulting side. So, um, yeah, so, what do you think are some damaging myths or perceptions that exist about coaching as an industry? Oh, there's so many um, <laughs> damaging myths and perspectives. I'd say that one of them is the idea that just because you've made an investment, you should see a return on your investment. And here's the thing. Yes and no. Ideally, we make investments in the people we want to see a return. And I have been screwed over by coaches and the coaching industry. But what I will say is that 
the simple act of making the investment is not the same act that's actually going to get you a return on your investment. So paying money to be in a program isn't actually going to be a return on your investment unless the person who's hosting the program and giving you the information is actually good at what they're doing and you're actually implementing and you're actually getting out there. I think that a lot of people expect this ability to just pay their way into $20,000 cash months, into $30,000 and above cash months when really it's not the way it works. I wish it was honestly, and I wish I had figured out this lesson a lot sooner, but that's not the way it works. You cannot just make an investment and then all of a sudden you see the results. It's almost like paying for gym membership, but never going. I mm -hmm. really wish I could pay for a gym membership and it would pay off and I never had to go, but that's not the truth of the matter. And then the second thing that I think that a lot of people have a misconception on when it comes to the coaching industry is people who think that the coaching industry is like a pyramid scheme or that all coaches are coaching coaches. And that's not true. I have coached, I mean, so many different types of entrepreneurs, so many different people from all different backgrounds. I'd say that the reason that coaches need coaches and I hire people who do what I do and who have experience with personal branding and messaging as well. And the reason I do that is because I know that there are blind spots that we don't see ourselves. There are things that we need help with. And I think that when it comes to the coaching industry, the reason that a lot of coaches have coaches isn't because it's a pyramid scheme, but it is because very often we cannot help ourselves with the same thing that we help other people with. We're not capable of doing so. And as much as we'd like to be capable of doing so, we just can't. We need to rely on each other. We need to be in a position where we are hiring other people. And this just gives us more of that ability to continue growing, to continue learning, to continue thriving, to become better mentors, consultants, coaches, entrepreneurs, because we have dedicated our time in order to learn those things. So those are the two misconceptions that I really see being passed around every so often that I definitely would like to have more people address. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think with um, coaches, whoever, consultants, etc., um, it's just like therapists need therapists because you are doing it so much for other people that it can be hard to do it for yourself. And to your point too, it's like we're just—it's impossible for us to be objective about ourselves as human beings in general. And it makes me sad sometimes because I think if we could see each other or see ourselves the way other people see us, um, the world might be a different place, you know. But. Uh, it's one of our fun little struggles. So yeah, I think because I mean, for me too, like I'm a consultant, I'm a strategist, I think big picture, uh, long term, but sometimes I get stuck in the weeds on my own business. And I need someone else to talk to to bounce those ideas off of, and just kind of talk through like when I get stuck on stuff, because I can't do it for myself always like I can a lot of the time, um, at least a little bit. But sometimes I'm like, hmm, this is a roadblock and I'm self-sabotaging and I, I can't figure out what's happening. Like what's the trigger, like what is causing all of this. And so I just need, I need to talk to a person. Um, I'm excited. I actually just started a coaching relationship actually with someone who focuses on stress, reducing stress, managing stress, I guess um, nice. both a little bit. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Cause I think I basically live at a, a perpetual level of stress and there's certain things like, uh, sometimes I procrastinate because I tell myself that I've functioned better under pressure. And I'm, I know I'm not the only person that does that. Um, 
But yeah, I'm like, I feel like there's a better way to do this that I don't have Mm -hmm. to like outsmart myself all the time. Like maybe I could just not do this um, over and over again. It's gotten better, but it still still happens sometimes. So uh, yeah, I think that's that makes sense too. As far as the um, coaching coaching coaches and coaches helping other coaches, and everybody just has a different their different brain. Like the way your your brain works is different than someone else. So sometimes just talking to someone who who does what you do. Um, but they do it with a different perspective can just help untangle some of that stuff. So I think it's, I feel like it's important personally, if I'm looking to hire someone to help me that they're also invested in their own growth and development. Cause if they're not, then I'm like, well, is that really the type of person that I want to be around? Exactly. So yeah. Um, what are some things that entrepreneurs should be cautious of when it comes to working with someone who says they're a business coach? Cautious, I would say, really, like, do your due diligence and looking into how these people are treating their audience, what they're saying. A lot of the toxicity that I saw in the industry came from coaches who, on the surface, appeared to be giving really good, positive advice. But when you look at it a little bit deeper, you realize that there's a lot of toxicity in it. So I would say that when you look at business coaches, really think about what are these business coaches saying? What is it that they are meaning by what they're saying? One of the things that I really initially got caught off guard with a particular coach that I was going to hire, one of these very high-end coaches who I knew at that time charged over $7,000 a month to work with this person. I remember I was watching one of their live broadcasts and they had said that if you've gotten a result for one person, then you can label that you've gotten that result for your clients. But the problem with this particular thing is that that is great advice until it isn't. So what I mean by that specifically is if you are new to business and you've gotten the result for one person, then you can claim you've gotten that result for one person or you can claim you have gotten that result. Amazing. If you're new to business, but let's say you've been in business for a while and you've gotten that result for one person out of a hundred, you're no longer a very good person by claiming that you've gotten that result because of 99 people that you've worked with didn't get that result, but one did, and you're still claiming it, you're kind of shitty. So (laughs) that was one of the things that had really put me off to that person was that I was hearing those things. I think that the other thing for this particular person is that they had said, I never made a bad investment, even if I've been ripped off by coaches. And it's very gaslighty. You'll notice a lot of things in the industry can come across really gaslighting saying, you know, if you're not successful, it's because you have a mindset block. If you're not successful, it's because you haven't decided to be successful. If you're not successful, blah, 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 blah. When there's a lot of things that go into that. And I think that to acknowledge that I have made bad investments doesn't make me a weaker individual. It's just, I have made bad investments and I'm not going to be a bad investment for somebody else. So you really want to pay attention to the energy that somebody's putting out there. You want to pay attention to what they're saying. You want to pay attention to how they're trying to motivate people. If they're trying to motivate people through gaslighting or through this kind of like pushy positiveness, then it's probably not the right fit. And you also want to pay attention to how many of their previous clients are still engaged in what they're doing. How many of their previous clients are still rooting for them? How many of the people who they've worked with have said, oh my God, I vouch for this person. So do your due diligence. Don't just go into the people who have that FOMO that I was speaking about earlier, where they're like, if you don't work with me, you're going to fail and you're going to like suck and everything's going to be horrible. 
really think about, okay, who is this person? What are they preaching? What are they saying? How do I feel when I connect with them? Do I feel bad about myself or do I feel inspired to be in their energy? And ultimately, whether or not you make a good investment or a bad investment on a coach doesn't really mean anything about you in particular. There's always going to be a learning lesson in everything. Sometimes those lessons are going to absolutely suck. Hopefully, the investments that you make are good investments, but even when they're not, I know that I wouldn't have grown to the level that I'm at without working with the shitty people that I've worked with because those people taught me some really big lessons. Unfortunately, they didn't get me the return on investment that I wanted, but they did teach me some amazing lessons that really did help propel me forward. Uh, And the other thing too is hiring somebody that doesn't end up working out. Um, I've had the same kind of thing. Like, And some of it was just, I wasn't clear enough about what my expectations were, or I didn't ask the right questions to make sure that we were going to work together well. Um, that's definitely happened. And I think the other piece too is just because you hire a bad employee does not make you a bad leader. Like I've made bad hires before. I've, I've picked people that maybe I was like, oh, I see the potential. Like this could be risky. And then they didn't work out. And then I've had people that I hired that I was like, oh, this person's going to be amazing. They're perfect for the job. And then they turned out to be a shit bag, <laughs> you know, like I've had both, but I, I still feel like that doesn't, I'm still a good leader. It doesn't always reflect on that. It's just sometimes when you're making these decisions with your own money, it feels so much worse. Like it just feels like you're bad at business or whatever. So I I like that you kind of brought that up too, that it's okay. And you're going to make mistakes. And like you said, it's a lesson and you'll learn something. And sometimes it's a painful one, but those are the ones that stick. Um. What, what are a couple tips that you can recommend for people as far as like kind of finding their authentic voice? Um, uh, maybe a couple action items that somebody could use to kind of help themselves start the process. Absolutely. So I would say we're trying to find your voice, trying to find how you want to be perceived online. Like, so what are the two things that you want to be known for? What you want to teach? What things you want your audience to know about you? And then what are three things they want to think about you that you want people to say about you when you're not in the room? So really going into what do you want to be known for as far as like teaching, you want to make sure that you're staying quiet. You want to make sure that you have some really clear understandings of the information that you're going to a lot that you have. There's a lot of those umbrellas. But when you have that understanding, it's going to help you have a more clear and cohesive way to show up. And then really going to how do you want people to perceive you? When we want people to perceive us a certain way, there's so many things that we can do. It can be the way that we dress, the style that we have, that can be the words that we use when we're talking, the stories that we tell. Those types of things are really going to go into what somebody thinks about you. And remember that if you want somebody to know something about you, the only way to get them to know that is for you to tell them. So online, when it comes to people kind of seeing who you are, If you want somebody to think of you a certain way or to see you a certain way, you have to be the one that's showing that. You have to be the one that's saying those things and you have to be consistent with that message. And when you are consistent with that message, that's when people are going to be like, oh yeah, this person is this way. Why? Because they've seen you be consistently that way. And that is going to be what they take away from the content and from the way that you show up on a daily that's great. Yeah. Um, cause I think that's a, the, a thing that a lot of us struggle with. Um, and I'm sure you run into this obviously with your clients too, but marketing ourselves is really hard <laughs> and 
especially when you're doing it yourself. Like that's something that I feel like I have a good amount of experience with. Like I understand how marketing works, but doing it for myself is still, it's still challenging. Having someone help me with my social media takes a little bit of that off because I basically create the plan and then she puts it in place. So I don't have any time to question like my, I'd be like, Oh, it's too, too salesy. Like, I don't want to talk about that. So um, I think it's a super important point that if you want people to know things, you have to tell them that like popped a little light bulb in my head. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I should probably do a better job of that sometimes. Cause I just assume I'm like, these are the things that I'm, that I do, but I forget to just actually put it out there. Um, especially my broad marketing. Like I do that like one-on-one, I do that pretty well. And usually when someone wants to work with me, we know right away, like I'll start talking about what I do and kind of the different skills and experience that I have. And they're like, Oh my God, like I could really use your services or they don't, or they maybe know somebody who does, but I don't always do it on the broad, like social media website, like all that kind of stuff. It's not as effective. So that gives me something to, to work on. Um, but yeah, so as a business owner yourself, what advice would you give other business owners about running their own business? File your taxes. Make sure that you are up to date with your business <laughs> taxes. And you will not believe how many people run businesses and don't do their taxes. Make sure that you are doing that because if you want to oh, yes. invest in the future, if you want to prove you have this income, if you want to buy a house, if you want to do any of this stuff, if you want to be an independent business owner, you got to file your taxes. You absolutely find an amazing tax person. Honestly, that's probably the biggest piece of advice I have as far as running a business yourself is you got to do responsible stuff. You have to. I know that that is my least favorite part of business, honestly. I absolutely hate it every time tax season rolls around. I really don't like having to get it all sorted and get it all out there. But it's incredibly important to make sure that you are filing your taxes. Aside from that, business advice as a fellow business owner is really just patience. Stay patient. Know what you want. Know what you hope to achieve in life. Know where you hope to end up being. But stay patient. Allow yourself to be patient when it comes to going after those dreams. Because even though there's coaches who are going to tell you, I went from making 3K a month to making 40K a month within three months, you might not get there yourself. And that's totally fine. Your journey might be completely different. But if you give into the FOMO, if you give into the comparisonitis, if you give into the idea that you're not enough because somebody else's journey is different than yours, and you lose the patience, you're going to lose out on so much more because you're not giving yourself the opportunity to really see where your journey is meant to take you. So follow your taxes and remain patient and those two things are definitely going to help you so much in the long run. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Uh, the filing taxes for sure. That comes up with, for me a lot with different clients. Um, I like that. Be patient, give yourself some grace. It's all a learning process. And I feel like that's part of the fun of the entrepreneurship journey is just, like I said the, earlier, the evolution and, and giving yourself the grace to just be like, Oh, okay, this is a, it's all learning. Like you're going to learn until you get to the point where you don't want to, do something new. If you if you stop wanting to grow your business, then it's going to feel the same all the time. But if you're if you're always wanting to grow and learn, then um, yeah, it's painful sometimes. But I lo- I like it. <laughs> uh, what resources do you wish you'd known about at the beginning of your entrepreneur journey? At the beginning of my entrepreneur journey, what resources I wish I knew? I wish I knew more about some of the programs 
that's in it now. So there are some amazing members programs out there that are super low cost. And I wish I had known about them because, oh my God, they have everything in them that I possibly could have needed. So I wish I knew about that. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, that is like the one thing. It would have saved me so much money if I had like just known they existed. But even after I knew that they existed, I wish I had invested a lot sooner in them because I didn't invest as soon as I wish I had in some of these things. So that's basically it as far as resources go. That's the number one thing. I invested too much in the idea that if you spend a lot of money on a coach, you're going to get a lot of money back. And that actually didn't work out for me. So for those of you who are listening, once again, remember that your investment does not guarantee your success. So don't think that just because you invest thousands and thousands of dollars in working (laughs) with somebody that they're automatically more valuable than somebody that is creating a lower cost offer that might actually have a lot more information in it than the person who's trying to get you to spend a couple of thousand dollars plus every single month to working with them. No, it's great. It's super helpful advice. Cause I think that it like, I, I know for me, it still happens sometimes where I'm like, Oh my God, like, should I be doing this? And I'm like, I can't, I get more sometimes just from like one-on-one conversations, you know, than, than feeling like I need to spend $10,000, which just seems crazy sometimes. But, um, so tell us how we can best support you. What are you working on? How can people find you and get in touch with you, stalk you on the internet, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so I have a couple things I'm always working on. One of them actually is my own upcoming membership site. Like I've been talking about, I've been so inspired by the one that I'm part of that I've decided to open enrollment for my own. And it has been a couple years in the making. So it's official that it's actually coming to the public very shortly. So I'm super excited about that. And as far as where you guys can connect with me, you guys can find me on my Facebook personal profile. That is where I am showing up. It's where I do live broadcasts. It's where I do all my content. It is my money-making machine. And it's where I teach other people how to turn their own Facebook profiles into their money-making machine. So you can find me there and come and hang out with me. Let me know that you heard me on this podcast. I would love to add new friends. Some people tell me that they enjoyed listening to this. They enjoyed the experience. It's always such a great time really connecting with new people. Um. Yeah, no, I was very grateful to have you and uh, as great conversation and I'm excited for everyone um, to hear what you've had to share with us today and to connect with you later. That's a really cool thing that you're launching your new uh, membership program. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. I'm really looking forward to all of that. That'll be fun. Very cool. Um, All right. Well, thanks for stopping by and have a good rest of your day. I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Yes, absolutely. You too, hon. Bye.